Hey, what's going on, champs? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast, my podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show, and thank you for supporting my dad. Welcome back, Immigrant Nation. Another week, another new episode. As always, I love starting every episode by thanking you for being here with me listening and always supporting and always stoking the fire in me to keep this podcast going. For the ones that are new here and for the ones who haven't done it, please follow me on all the social media at An Immigrant's Life. If you want to interact with me, maybe have a conversation, that's the best way to get in touch with me. I've been getting a lot of sweet messages from you all and most of it are encouraging And I really, really appreciate it. Speaking of encouraging, if you want to take your support for the podcast on the next level, I'd appreciate it if you could give us a five-star rating on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And maybe even leave a short, sweet review. It's the best way to support me for free. Doesn't cost you a thing, but I'd appreciate it eternally. That's the business side of things. Now, let's talk about the fun side of it. This week, I spoke to a second-generation immigrant that grew up in a conservative small town while being a closeted queer person. If you don't know anything about that, this episode is perfect for you. So you know how we do it here. Without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, dalawa, tatlo. Today's guest is an actress, a model, and a philanthropist. She's as beautiful as the cyclamen flower, and like the cedar tree, her beauty is evergreen. Everyone, please welcome Atia Helena. Hey, thank you everyone for tuning in. Um, yeah, as you know, it's Atia Elena, and that's pretty much it that you need to know right now before we dive in. <laughs> <laughs> How about uh, if someone wants to reach out and talk to you or ask you something, where can they yeah, reach you? Yeah, totally. Um, I'm... Best way to reach me most likely is through my Instagram. Um, it's just at Atia Elena. Um, I just shoot me a DM if you have any questions. Um, otherwise, if it goes further than that, I'm sure we'll figure out some communication. Through. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's just the best way right at the moment. <laughs> awesome, awesome. First of all, I want to say thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm very excited and I've been looking forward to it. It's very cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. I mentioned earlier that you are a model. Did you yes. continue modeling during the pandemic? Yeah, you know, through the pandemic, it definitely did slow down, especially because like in like the area where we are, it there's only very minimal amounts of work that's like available. Um, so like more so with the work that I did through the pandemic was a little bit more creative based just to make sure that like craft was staying um, in tip top shape and, you know, just like staying creative and keeping those connections going and everything is just the best thing that I could do in the moment while there was not a lot of work happening hmm. um as soon as work started opening up though like i've been working a little bit more now but yeah it it was a little more difficult 
through the pandemic to work. It was a little more creative based or like time for print rather than actual uh, contract work. Okay. How did the pandemic affect you mentally? How did the pandemic affect me mentally? Um, I would say, I would say it's still affecting me a little bit. Like Hmm. there was a lot of like relationships I would say that were like exposed in a negative way through many things that had happened through the pandemic. Um, And that like growth in general and change in general can be difficult on the mental health. But I think at the point that I've been at in life, I was luckily prepared for such a thing and embraced it. But I think like mentally not being able to do all the things that I really wanted to do at that point, it just made me feel really set back. It made me feel kind of like inferior, um, kind of like behind when it was totally out of my control, which is kind of also daunting. Um, but I would say like through, really solid like friendships and um, creating, being able to still create throughout some things, um, whether it have been small or big was really um, was just the saving grace. Mm -hmm. What do you mean you felt inferior, inferior to what? Um, I felt like a lot of people were able to like, be successful through the pandemic. Maybe they like utilize that time that they were home more for like different things. And I thought, why didn't I do that? Or something like, you know, I, I don't know. I just thought maybe, maybe I could have given myself a little bit more um, push to do things that I've been saying, Oh, I, I needed time to do this. Cause everybody was like, baking banana bread or <laughs> I don't know. That was we'll planting plants. Yeah. Like everyone was like, look at all these new things that I really wanted to try and do. And I was just like, I'm just going to keep doing the things that I still am doing, um, <laughs> which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Like I, I look at it now and I'm just like, I gave myself such a hard time and everything. But um, in general, like, I just had graduated um, school right at the pandemic as well. So, you know, well, thank you. Um, But everything was just shut down. So my degree was pretty much just like handed to me and they were like, all right, hang out at home. (laughs) (laughs) Great job, buddy. (laughs) Pat on the back. Um, So, yeah, it just kind of felt like I was you're like running at full speed. And then all of a sudden there's just like this like hurdle, but you don't do hurdles. So you're Mm. just like, how do I jump? Just tripping all over the place. (laughs) Some people like go under. Some people just full blown tripped over it. I like Mm. tried to jump over it and like tripped over myself a couple of times and crawled. I don't know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Hey, listen, what matters? You survived. Yes. Thank goodness. Right. Very lucky. <laughs> that's yeah. very. That's a very important thing. Like, you know, flowers doesn't bloom overnight. It's sometimes they take time. They do. I'm one of those ones that will like bloom in like ten years and then like disappear for another ten. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I'm just kidding. But. So, uh, being a model, you have to keep your shape like ten. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, they they do they do like that. <laughs> a lot of the industry does, you know, um, prefer everybody to be like. It's changing. Mm. There is change. There's a lot of room for growth. Absolutely, but um, not even but. It's just there is a lot of room for growth. Mm. Um, as somebody who has been in the industry, I don't know, like I've been doing it for quite some time now um modeling maybe since I like I probably started when I was like 17 acting when I was like eight um especially predominantly theater um but a lot of the prerequisites for certain like travel requirements or certain um go sees or even just like what they're looking for exactly in that like casting, you have to fit the measurements. And sometimes the measurements aren't even what my measurements are, but I'm just like, I'm here anyway, if you need me. <laughs> um, but genu- generally, like, I would say I eat like crap. Um, I could do better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, I like vegetables and I like carbs. And I think that, the best thing to do is just do what's best for your body. If you're tired, relax. If you want to walk, go for a walk. If you want to run, go for a run. Mm-hmm. I am not a runner. Um, <laughs> I definitely respect runners. I wish I could. I, I'd i rather like chase a ball if I was running like a dog. I so what do you do for exercise? For exercise, yeah. Like I just like I go for walks. I stand a lot at work. Um, I'll occasionally, you know, just play like random sports. I've, I'm going to play baseball tomorrow. That's going to be the fourth time in my life I've played baseball. <laughs> um, that's general. That's generally it. Like I, gen- I, I like to dance. I like to do those kinds of things. And I don't find that, that that's really like exercise. Um, it definitely is like you get your heart rate up, you're sweating, you feel good. Um, but to me, that's. Yeah, I. But there's no if routine. If anyone has advice, please give it to me. I would love to exercise more. <laughs> so you're one of those annoying girls that just beautiful all the time. Like they don't have to. Definitely, yes. It's it's severely annoying for me too because like I, I don't get it either. I have no like someone's like, so what do you do about that? And I'm like, I have no response. I'm just gonna <laughs> stand here and smile and know that you hate me behind that glare. <laughs> Sign of a gun. So, I, I'm, yeah, I'm sure you got a lot of hate because you're like, well, this is me. I wake up like this. I don't, I eat pizza and I still like this. Yeah, you know, well, it happens. It definitely does. And I don't necessarily take it personally. Um, maybe in the past I did. Mm. I think a lot of times women, um, people who identify as women and them presenting people are pinned against each other a lot, like, especially in this society that we're in and beauty standards Hmm. and everything like that. Um, I'm just genetically built this way. I have no say or desires or anything like that of of it and and I don't like that other people might feel 
bad or like, you know, you know, like what I mean? Like it, 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 to me, it's not an attack on me. So I don't, I don't feel it as hate per se. I would say it's more like, wow, the world really screwed us up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I, I love you. I know we're beautiful. Like everybody, like, but in, in the same breath, like if, if somebody's going to be rude about it, I will put them in place. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I, but never, I, I, I don't, I don't hold it too deep anymore. Um, I think that comes with a lot of, a lot of experience, not even really age. That's experience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know your dad is Lebanese and your mom is Ukrainian. Yes. Were you born in Canada? I was born in Canada. I'm the first one born in Canada. My older brother, um, he was born in Ukraine. He actually has a different father than I. He's um, half Filipino. Um, and my then people. my little brother. Yeah. <laughs> Very blended family. Mm. Um, but born in Ukraine. And then my parents both immigrated here and they met here. Then I came along. And then my little <laughs> brother did. He's great, too. He's awesome. <laughs> Which part of Canada were you born? I was born in Manitoba. Manitoba. Beautiful yeah. Manitoba. Oh, flatland prairies. <laughs> I I grew up in a small town. Mm. Um, they call it, well, my dad calls it. They probably there don't call it this. <laughs> it's just me, my dad. Um, but it's part of the Bible Belt. I don't know if mm. you've ever heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a small Mennonite town, or predominantly Mennonite, I should, I should say. There was a lot of like, Christians there, too, and then there was us. <laughs> um, but that was very interesting growing up there. Like, it was good in, like, some place, like, a lot of aspects of my life growing up in that small town. Mm. And then there was a lot of, like, whoa. <laughs> what is this whoa? I was, about I, the wall. Like school, school is hard. School was hard. School was a little easier. I would, I would say for like my brothers. Um, but I don't know, I guess I grew up in the t- wrong time. Hmm. Um, people were harsh. Like that movie mean girls was pretty real. And like, um, I would say like when I was younger, it was more difficult. I had to like mold myself into some sort of like person in high school. Like I started playing all the sports. I started doing like all the um, extracurriculars and everything like that. So that I had like my hands in all the places so that everybody knew who I was instead of everybody knowing me as somebody else that they would make me up to be like, I don't know. They called me a towel head and I was like, I never wear my hijab. I never did wear my hijab. Why? <laughs> Why would they call you that? Right? Like, I was just like, I don't know. I didn't get it. I was like, I don't get it. Because <laughs> of your dad? Yeah. Yeah. But were you, were you, are you that? Yeah. Like, well, wearing... we, like we were like, I, we were raised Muslim. Like my mom isn't, but we were raised Muslim, but it like, we didn't, it's not like we walked. Like, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It was just so abnormal for them, I guess, at that time. Like, there was the most of the immigrants there at the time, like my mom, were Ukrainian or Russian or Polish. Um, and then there was my dad and us. 
How did they end up in this town? Why, why this town? In this town, town yeah. uh, you know, I ask that question all the time. <laughs> why? Why did you, like, you know, there are, there's like Vancouver, there's Montreal, there's like, there's some really nice places out there and you chose Morden. <laughs> <laughs> why? <laughs> Tell me why. <laughs> um, it, it just happened, it just happens to be where like, so my mom was like fleeing with uh, my older brother and she had like this great aunt that happened to live in Morden or like a area around there. Blame so, the aunt. Yeah, it's the it's, aunt. Yes. Bradshaw. That was her name, I think. <laughs> don't, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure we were supposed to call her Mrs. Bradshaw. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, and my and my dad, he had um, many siblings that had multiple places in the world. Like there's some in Australia, Egypt, um, America. They're they're just everywhere. Um, and one of his older sisters happened to have married a man here too. Um, so uh, lo and behold, they come here and they meet in an English speaking class. Mm-hmm. So. So for the listeners that doesn't know, do you, can you describe what Mennonite is? Mennonite. Um, So Mennonite is like a type of religion, uh, religious practice. Um, I wouldn't say that I'm very well versed in it. What I really uh, um, predominantly saw is that um, it was a like Christianity based type religion. Mm -hmm. So they followed like the Bible um, and a lot of the teachings that come from that they wouldn't like a lot of the times the like women in and they they were in like colonies a lot too um they would wear um skirts like they weren't allowed to wear pants um Mm. and they would wear like stuff like these bonnets on their heads sometimes um and usually they would be taken out of school um by like grade eight or age eight, I don't remember because <laughs> they weren't there. Um, but then they would like work on their farms and and get married young, and they just like yeah, like very to themselves, and you know, so outsiders to them were very strange. Um, they're very nice people. They one time my dad lived at this um, house that had this big apple tree, and they would ask to pick the apples because my dad was like, yeah, I don't want them. <laughs> It's too many for me. <laughs> um, they would take the apples and the Hutterite colonies would take the apples too, which is um, not the same, but I would say somewhat similar. I, I don't know. I would say when I explain it, it would sound practically similar. Um, they would take the apples and then they would bring them back and like, you know, but as like apple pie. Or no way. Like, yeah. So that was really nice. So I was just like, so you said school, you're busy with sports and all that stuff, but inside there was something brewing. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. School was interesting. Um, I was not out in school at all in high school. I, I, I had boyfriends and boyfriends out of high school. Um, shout out to them. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um and everything like that it it was more of like something that you kind of like knew about Mm. in like the back of your mind and and i'll snap back to this because it is pretty interesting 
but I chose to bury it and say like, no, that's not real. That's not true. Um, and I will, I will explain why and what kind of triggered me to do, um, that to myself until I was probably more of a young adult, more so into my twenties. Um, when I started to be a little truer to myself, which, um, it takes time and, the, and there's no time frame on it. Like everybody takes their, their own time frame on it. Mm-hmm. Should like, do not allow anybody to pressure you to do anything. It sucks. Um, and then they suck if they do that. Just, mm. just FYI. But um, yeah, in my later 20s is probably when um, I realized that I was queer. Um, it kind of like I was, I started as like, a, no, I, I'm like, I'm lesbian. I dress like girls. But <laughs> um I would say I was kind of like in this crappy relationship with uh, a woman um, when I came out and we were together for like almost four years, but uh, not good. Not good. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I felt like she wouldn't have been with me if I identified as queer mm. or anything like that. And, 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 and people still like, you're just like, I don't know, like say these things, people might say they're like, um gay or bisexual it's like labels mean a whole lot to some people and a whole lot of nothing to other people um to her labels meant a lot so i felt like there had to be that so yeah it was like and and still if people call me a lesbian i'm not offended it's great yeah (laughs) so wait so i'm sorry but i'm i don't really i'm not really educated about this like that's fair so what's a queer Queer, like, I don't know. Um, for me, it personally just means that, like, yes, I um, identify as part of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, I date women. I have dated women. I do date women. Um, I identify as um, a non-binary femme person, so she, they. Um, and then also I would, let's say, um, since I say that I'm queer for me, what that means is then like, I also, I date women and I would probably date somebody who says that they, um, identify as they, you know what I mean? As well, like how I do or she, they, or something, um, or like a, a trans woman, you know what I mean? So Mm. like that's what it means personally for me. It could mean a lot of things to other people. I know that, um, when I was going to college, um, and I started saying that, like, I, yeah, like I'm queer instead of like your typical labels or what, what have you, um, people were one of my friends that I was sitting with at the time. He's like, isn't that like a derogatory term? And I was like, what? (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) Yeah. Doesn't, isn't that like, rude and I was like I don't know mm. that's a great like so I looked it up and in the past it was I guess like it was used like how um, bag and like you know all that kind of stuff dyke like all that kind of stuff can be used as dirt or swords thrown at you so it's mm. like 
yeah, that's, um, I understand that, but I had heard it in such like positive context. So I guess like for me, it's like reclaiming that word and what I believe it to me. me. That's Um, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, the word queer is originally what it means, like a weird, weird thing. So back in the days, people doesn't understand what, you know, queer people are. They're like, yeah, this queer. And then it evolved into like a very hateful or derogatory word. And then I love that you said, like, we're reclaiming it. We're reclaiming the word. Yeah. Because like, you know, like, I had no idea. And I like, it was interesting to learn that, especially as somebody who's like in the like LGBTQ plus community. I was like, oh, I didn't know. But, you know, like, I don't know everything. Like, I'm not... I, I, I know a lot, but I don't know everything. And, mm-hmm. I, and the thing is, is like, you have to constantly be learning. You're dead otherwise. Um, yeah. But like, like the word gay, let's say, um, it originally, if you look at the origin context of the word, it means happy mm-hmm. and like, go lucky. And now people are like, it means men who like men, shame, shame. And it's just <laughs> like, who? Who decided this? Tell me. But, I don't right? know. Right? So it's interesting how it could go one or the other way. Yeah. I guess that's how I would say it means to me. Um, yeah. Oh, what age did you kind of know? Like, yo, I think I like girls or whatever <laughs> you want to say. Um, That's, you know, like I really can't pinpoint like an exact age. I know I was like younger. I was probably like in middle school like just before junior high like you know like grade five six Mm -hmm. or something like that that makes sense um i went to the same so i went to the like i grew up in a small town right so the building that i went to school in was the same from k to 12 i literally went to the same school with the same people for so long (laughs) um crazy some people don't experience that when i come to Winnipeg, like when i started living in winnipeg um, people are like, I went to high school here, here, here. I'm like, ah, what? I don't know what you're talking about. I went to the same <laughs> building. <laughs> same people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I saw them with no boobs and now they have boobs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I would say around that time because I know that we were like in the basement a lot. And like, I, I grew up in Demersion, which is like the French emergent part of school. So we had like a weird hallway. We were like, <laughs> I don't know, segregated from the rest um and but then occasionally for in grade like six and like five six seven and before eight you started going into other classes to get yourself prepared for high school because you're not going to be in the same homeroom or Mm. i don't know whatever that meant so i remember going into the basement where like the english students (laughs) were and um there i made like new friends and everything like that and that's when i started noticing that like because there was these um, um, students from Mexico because like foreign exchange students, I guess, mm-hmm. came in, mm-hmm. um, but they were in the English classes. And so I hung out with them a lot. And I think that's probably where it started. Um, like I started noticing and I was just like, no, repress, repress, <laughs> need some dudes. <laughs> but Either way, like, it was, I would say, like, that's, like, the earliest memory that I can, like, really, like, pinpoint Mm -hmm. is around that time. I can't, like, 
exactly. We were probably all just like sitting there asking for gum or something stupid, like something <laughs> middle schoolers do. <laughs> yeah. Someone was just like, smelled really good. And I was like, that's not a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Those Latinas got you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. But, um, yeah. And like, you know, I, I was growing up with my parents and they weren't, um, and this will tie into kind of why I, um, didn't like come out as early as some people did and not as late as some other people. I don't know. Uh, I came out when I came out. Um, the, my parents, they're no longer together. Um, they actually started, um, separating and everything when I was pretty young. Mm. Um, and around, I don't quite remember how old I was, seven, eight, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad had like told us that uh, my little brother was a little too young, but I think my older brother, well, he was, he knew <laughs> he was older than I, so he got it. Um, my dad actually told us that he was gay. And so like he and my mom were separating and divorcing because he couldn't be with her because he liked men. (laughs) Um, So that was a pretty tumultuous, very like hard time on the family and like love my mom, bless my mom. I understand she was hurt, but she said and did some things. And my dad said and did some things. And it really put this like sour taste in my mouth on like how my family would react or treat me. Mm. If, you know, if I'm gay, if I'm a lesbian, if I'm queer. Ah, so I was just like, no, 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 no. You're not going to do this. You're not going to hurt your mom again. You're not, you don't want to see that. First of all, that lady like never cries. She was oh. raised in the former Soviet Union. She's Ukrainian. Push those things yeah, down. She's like <laughs> so, but did it not make you like, okay, if dad is gay and I'm a queer person, maybe I can come out to him and he'll be more understanding? You know, that would have been like a really awesome thought. <laughs> That wasn't, that wasn't what happened though. Like I thought like it can't, like he's going to just like think it can't be true or, or another thought that I had as a kid, because like I would, I am still to this day, I am a daddy's girl. Um, I was like this, my dad's going to think that he did something wrong. He's going to think that it's his fault Um, because predominantly in our Arab culture too, they're like, it's, it's, it's not even frowned upon. It's like stoned upon. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not everywhere, but some places. Um, and, and my family, like a lot of them now are, are okay. But there are some, especially some of the older ones, the conservative ones. You know, like it was, it was the way that they spoke to their children and their loved ones and stuff. Like you, you did this to your child or something. And he, I didn't want any more drama for lack of a better term for him. I thought he was going through enough. 
Um, so to me, I felt like there was just so many things that like probably had nothing to do with me, not even probably had nothing to do with me, but like, I, I just couldn't see past it at the time until I was older until I didn't, I couldn't care anymore because I wanted to live my life. Um, And not everybody gets that opportunity, I guess. And I don't want to be one of those people who don't take over or take advantage of their opportunities. Definitely, definitely. So growing up is tough already. Mm -hmm. You hiding your sexuality, I'm sure it created some anger or rage inside you. Yeah. um, Oh, in general, as a young child, I was pretty angry. You can ask my parents. You can ask my siblings I I was a pretty angry child and um maybe like in the last four years I've calmed down <laughs> but yeah I, I I had a lot of rage in me I would pop off um I am an Aries uh terribly terrible fire sign um so there are times that I I would say the yeah, I fought or got angry. <laughs> Did you get in fights? Yeah, I got in fights. I would say I got in fights. A lot? A moderate amount. <laughs> <laughs> a moderate amount. Like, can I count it with my fingers or? I can't count it on my fingers. I don't know how many fingers you have. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So who was the first person that you came out? You're like, yo. I like girls. Who was the first person I came out to? This can I um can I call for a question? <laughs> <laughs> I, I um you know like I don't really think that I just like I like I know for a fact that like when I sat down with like my mother and like my babuchka like her mom mm-hmm. um that was like a whole endeavor and that was like a coming out thing that people Mm. like see on TV or hear about and tell alls. I don't know, whatever. Um, I pretty much just was like, this is my girlfriend. When I started having a girlfriend (laughs) to people and they were like, Oh, okay. Was it the first time you brought the girlfriend home or. Uh, No, my, my girlfriend at the time, like my ex not really never never met my mother um, okay, okay so that was mother, the first time yeah um like to my brothers or like friends and stuff it was pretty like nonchalant i would say like i, I didn't really like go hey by the way i'm gay or just fyi i have a girlfriend now i just kind of like here that is deal with it or not mm-hmm. um my dad um too it was more just kind of like Hey, I have a girlfriend now, and he was just oh okay, like it was a text. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so, um, nothing really like that exciting. But for my mom, I know that like I had anxiety. Mm. I was nervous. I was like, this isn't gonna go well. Um, like my brothers and my mom all came up into the city um, for I don't know what is it called Thanksgiving? Is that something? Yeah. yeah just because everybody had that day off so they were like 
food and eat. And I was like, I guess this is the time to do it. Um, and probably like the whole time I'm a very loud and like rambunctious person, like everywhere I go, um, also at home. So like I was very silent and stuff so that everyone just mm. thought it was weird. Um, but by the time like dessert came around or something like that, or we were cleaning up dinner, getting ready for dessert, something along those lines, I I was just like, Hey mom, I'm, um, I'm going to go to Texas with my girlfriend. My ex was from Texas. And yeah. And then I think I blacked out. Uh, <laughs> was it, did you black out mentally or your mom punched you and blocked me? <laughs> yeah, she just picked up a chair and no. Um, no, I mentally blacked out because I think the look on her face was like enough. And the thing with my mom is that she like goes quiet and won't speak to you mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when something is wrong or she disapproves or something but, like that entire time she just was silent pretty much and didn't look at me uh, it wasn't probably until like two weeks i from my memory it was maybe like 10 days two weeks that she finally like called me and told me that she's like you know how I feel about this um, in her thick Ukrainian accent. Um, you know, I disagree. So we won't talk about it ever. It's not anything that we talk about. And I was like, what? So what do we talk about then? We don't talk about much anyway. <laughs> she was just like, well, we'll talk about school and health. And I was like, oh, okay. That's cool. And, and, you know, she still stands by that. She still stands by stubborn. To very Ukrainian. <laughs> but Literally. have you ever visited her home and bring your girlfriend? No. After? Never. I, like, I have brought, like, my partner by the house to grab my dog from my mom but that has been like the closest proximity um, at, at all. But like, you know, it could it could change. I am cautiously optimistic. That's mm. um, cautiously optimistic. Um, but otherwise, my dad's great. Yeah, he's he's wonderful. He's fully accepting. He's smart and hilarious and teaches me so much about life and people and the world. So um, it's a very interesting dynamic, quite um, opposite. Yeah. <laughs> like the iron lady and then the soft marshmallow on the other side. Yeah. It's amazing. Cause you wouldn't <laughs> ever be a marshmallow cause we don't eat pork. <laughs> Are you still Muslim by the way? Yes. I'm still practicing. Yeah. Okay. That's I just don't like clear money, but you can do whatever you want. Like, it's a, it's like a, a folk's tale to always wear. <laughs> yeah, it's a decision. Yeah, yeah I, decision. I just had a guess, and um, yeah, she's like, she, growing up, she wasn't wearing at all, and then yeah, she turned, I think, uh, nineteen, and she's like, you know what, I'm gonna wear hijab. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah, it was amazing, you know. Yeah, it's wonderful. Like, there's many reasons why people do it, and um, there's many reasons why people don't. Or 
whatever. And it's always just um, their own. Yeah, for sure. What made you come out? What really like, what, what, what was the breaking point? Like when I like officially told my mother. Yeah. Um, I think that's like, that's what we'll coin as like my coming out is when like, I told my mother. that's what it was to me. Um, um, everybody else, like, they kind of knew. They're fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think because I was like, there's two reasons. And one reason isn't the nicest. Like, one reason is because, yeah, like, my life was moving on. My relationship at the time was moving forward. And, like, I don't like to leave the country and not tell my parents where I go. Um, hmm. I mean, you know, like, and my plan was to be going soon. So I thought like that might be a nice little segue. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you didn't even plan this thing. <laughs> I like, I, I knew that I was going to say something and I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to say, <laughs> but um, yeah, it was, it was a mixture of that, like knowing that it had to be done at some point. I don't know if that necessarily was the point that I wanted it to do, but my partner at the time was very aggressive about it happening right away. Because, mm. um, unfortunately, there are some people in this world who think that like, if you like come out late in life, you're not as relevant for That's lack dumb. of a better term. Right. It's dumb. It's stupid. It's gross. That's yeah. gross behavior. Just be happy, man. Yeah. So I was just like, just because you came out in like high school doesn't mean that. So anyway, it was a little bit of like, you know, so it was like, yeah, I know it's something that I have to do. But then and I was like, yeah, I'm going to jump into the pool. Just give me a second. I'm taking my shoes off. But you got pushed in anyway. <laughs> she pressured you. A little bit. A lot of it. 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 Good riddance. <laughs> That's why you broke up. That's not why, but it's definitely a contributing factor. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just like a, it's part of, it's, it's like a yeah, snowball, it right? building block to many, exactly. many, many, many red flags. <laughs> <laughs> if someone could be made out of red flags. This is for the person. That's someone. <laughs> Are you with someone now? Yeah, I have a great partner. He's really great. Do you feel being with I don't know what she identifies, queer or lesbian or whatever, right? But, like, physically, she's a woman, right? Physically, she yeah. is a woman, yes. Yeah. So do you feel there's a gender, um, gender, uh, not what, what I'm looking for? There's, like, there's work. Work is, like, okay, this is what you do because you're, like, you're the woman of the the the. The oh, cop, you know what I mean? The age-old question: Are you the man or the woman in the relationship? <laughs> no, no, no not necess- not necessarily like that. No, not. Uh, I'm not. I'm. It's more of like, like oh, because I'm more. I'm more feminine. I'm gonna do like more feminine work. I'm, you're masculine. You're gonna do more masculine work. Um, I mean, maybe it's true for some people. Um, you know, like. I, that was an interesting question because I don't even know how she would answer it. Um, There are 
certain things that I can't do that she can. And there are certain things that she can't do that I can. Mm. Um, I wouldn't say that it's based on like my femininity or her femininity or my masculinity or her masculinity or androgynousness or anything like that. I think it's Mm. really based on genuine, like, and this could be different for other people. Like, it I'm I'm very I'm lucky I have a, a great partner um it's based in like equity you know like what is fair like I am yes this tall skinny lanky individual um and I can reach really high up tall and get you know everybody asks do you know what the 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 cupboard above your fridge has in it because I can never reach that. And I was like, I know exactly what's in there <laughs> all the time. <laughs> to reach it. I can see it. It's great. It's in my eyeline. <laughs> um, I can, you know, this is just an example, mm-hmm. um, a very basic example, but I can reach that. Um, and then in the meantime, if like um, a beer can needs to be crushed or something, so the garbage can, close then she can do that quicker than i can mm. so it's like who who whose strengths and whose weaknesses and then we just like correlate and work around that like i know that what she does for work has nothing to do on gender it has everything to do with like your degree like if you're if you studied it, you know, like, Your ability. um, meanwhile, anybody could really be a model if you're feminine, or well, masculine, not, not, not everyone <laughs> should be a model. No, no, no. You definitely should be a model. There's some, I'm like, yo, you don't belong <laughs> anywhere in front of a camera or no, whatever no. else. Or like, you know, but like, it's, it's not like, it's maybe like, I know I personally, like, I would never go outside and put, like, a hard hat on and start smashing rocks. Like, that is not something I want to do. Maybe she would, though. Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, But, again, it would be based on just, like, what you want to do or what you feel comfortable doing or what your strengths and weaknesses are. Like, Yeah. There's um, no gender roles. No, no. Um... No, like, it's more like, I would say, like, especially in this day and age, especially with, like, a lot of the younger um, people in the queer community, um, a lot of them, like, kind of spit at that or use it as, like, like a joke. Um, you'll hear a lot of, it was, like, it's just, like, the top, the bottom. It's just, like, it's a joke. Um, but... Again, there's also some people who really latch on to that kind of thing. Hmm. They want that weird heteronormative for I'm sorry, but that's how I think of it. Heteronormative thinking or lifestyle um, where someone has to be like masculine and someone has to be feminine. And, you know, if that works for them, that works for them. Mm -hmm. Then they're happy. And hats off to you. Good. Not. I. <laughs> yeah, I like you know, what. So I can't uh, speak for everyone, unfortunately. Definitely, like what Ellen DeGeneres says when somebody asks her, like, "Who's the man? Who's the woman in the relationship?" And she's like, uh, "Who's the spoon or the fork?" Like, no, it's like <laughs> we're like chopstick, you know? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
That's great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're just hands. Like I just eat food with my hands. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So having female relationship, do you think that gives you an advantage over like someone having like me a hetero, hetero person that like have a woman with me um an advantage yeah because you, you know I like have an advantage i don't know like you know <laughs> i'm sure you have like i don't know i don't know what i'm thinking the, you know um the, well society and the world is set up for heteronormativity I said I just said the word tits. Sorry. Yeah, I love it. I love titties too. <laughs> um, but it, it is so like you know people. Uh, I don't know. Like maybe like this doesn't pertain to me, but like a like a a gay couple or a lesbian couple or a queer couple or something like that. They might have to jump through hoops to have children if that's something that they see fit. While you guys could just get drunk or <laughs> something and like that's fine that's great or whatever and some people might be challenged by that or see that as an advantage or a disadvantage mm-hmm. um i think society is built on like these building blocks that they made you know like white supremacy and heteronormativity mm-hmm. um Blah, 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 all that boring crap. <laughs> but um, yeah, like I, I, I don't think that I have any disadvantages, but that could also just be because I think that we're fucking great. <laughs> like, you know, I, if somebody thinks that me and my partner, any other queer person and their partner or something is, is um is at a disadvantage then i'm i you know that i want to shake them and say really in what way like i i would i would love to know the disadvantages that people want to throw at us because i think we will meet them with open arms mm-hmm. and resilience and win <laughs> um. Have you ever experienced discrimination during when you're doing modeling? Mm, me, yeah. I mean, definitely there's been, there's a lot of different factors that could play into why me personally is discriminated. It could be um, size. It could be um, I'm not light enough. I'm not dark enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it could also be that... I'm not androgynous enough or I'm not queer looking enough or I'm, I'm like overly passing or then sometimes I will book things just because like you you are so passing, you could be whatever you want. You can fold into any mold. And it's just like, yes, definitely. I think every single model actor performer has to realize that sometimes, um, Sometimes, yes, there's full-blown discrimination happening and it's horrible and it's not okay. And then sometimes genuinely like a role is being looked for by a certain person and you're just not that certain person. So you just can't book that role. Um, so don't take that personally. It's going to somebody who who deserves it or needs it or fits it. 
Mm-hmm. So it's one or the other, right? And sometimes, especially like earlier on in my career, it was so hard to like split the two. It was mm-hmm. really hard. Um, but now for me anyway, I would say it's, again, it's, a, it's an experience thing. Um, and maybe, ne- and, and a sprinkle of age, just because I can weed out like the people who would probably be kind of like discriminatory or, uh, or use, I don't know, like what's the proper way to say it? Like use you mm-hmm. and not like lift you. So like at one point I know when I started becoming more like out on my social medias too, because like, I'm not very, like, I'm not the most active on my social medias. I could be better. Don't get me wrong. But um, there was a time where then like, I wasn't getting like any like buzz. And then all of a sudden there was just this like influx of buzz that felt like super, super um, performative or um, sticky. I don't know. It just didn't feel good. Like I remember this one influencer reached out to me for this like queer campaign and she had wanted to have like queer individuals and people of color and um, black individuals and indigenous Very specific. Um, on yes on this campaign that she was talking about. I was like wow great idea what's in it for them like us you know like what's what are you giving what like oh you'll get featured on my platform I gotta take a picture with you <laughs> no like are you doing any work like are you going to sit with these people and see what they want or something like that are you going to do anything and it was very like it was just like wow these are great ideas that you are bringing to me but they are too great so I'm gonna like reject you from my initial offer kind of kind of vibe thing um, and I was just like gladly I feel really badly for whoever you somehow weasel into this and and that's those things that I find that's not even performative that was like a usage right so mm-hmm. there was that influx and I think I think like that was even worse than the like discrimination I don't know <laughs> like for me personally I was just like Ew. yeah they use you you know like oh because yeah. it's a cool thing suddenly like to be a what what's the word that they say like an ally yeah <laughs> I Dude. hate that word <laughs> I'm like, yo, I just like people, man. I don't care if they're gay, queer, whatever they are. As long as they're cool, they're cool to me, man. Don't call me ally. I'm not (laughs) nobody's ally. I don't need, I'm not even an ally to myself. No. I just hold up a white flag all the time. (laughs) I don't want to, I have no fighting. I'm not. But um, yeah, no, I get that. It's, It's like to, to talk on the word ally, um, for lack of a better term, that's the word that we use now. Like, there are people out there who are great, you know, like, and whatever. But exactly, they don't say, I'm an ally and I'm... Like, they don't do that. And it's just... I don't know how people haven't figured that out yet. Like, 
people who want to be performative or who really want to change or really do want to be an ally and all that stuff. Like, how have you not noticed the, the, the behavior difference? I don't know. It's, Maybe one day. I am just like candy, optimistic. Right. Like, it's just like candy. Like, oh, they like the candy. Yeah. You know, it's bad. But since it's sweet and easy to eat, you're going to choose the candy over broccoli. Who wants yep. broccoli? You know what I mean? You know what? My bearded dragon loves broccoli. He would probably choose broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely. Has there ever a job that was offered you and you're like, you know what, dude? No, I can't do that. Um. Yeah, there have been a couple things that I've said um, personally, like I don't want to do it. Um, or there have been um, there have been jobs maybe like I didn't want to do because I thought like I I wasn't the right fit for it too. Maybe like um, that has happened before. Yes. Um, it mostly just comes from just like, yeah, the, the bad communication happening with like certain individuals, might it be the photographer or anything along those lines. Oftentimes everything that I've done in like my acting and theater background has been quite quite all right mm. um, how many things do you end. how how many dms do you get and like yo i'm a photographer let me shoot you and it'll be good for your portfolio but i get free. none where are no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um i get i get a lot um i get a lot and you know like i want to reiterate this to photographers if they are listening i really really do respect like you wanting to perfect your craft and everything like that. Um, after a while though, I'm, I've become a working paid model. I, I can't do things for free. Don't come out and ask me to just do things for free, especially if your portfolio is as big as my screen <laughs> and you don't, you haven't worked with like anybody in a professional capacity that can show me that, I would one benefit from this too, or two. Um, uh, not feel creeped, <laughs> you know, like know that they're a retrable like person, like the background, like they're professional, you know, mm. there have been many cases in many, many cities, not even just this one, like all around the world of photographers being very creepy and reaching out to individuals and I'm in, and I'm by no means some big, big star, um, but I've been working for years and my craft and what I do is, is my job. And so I, I wouldn't ask a photographer to work with me for free. So why are you asking me to work with you for free? So yes, there's been lots of that. Um, and sometimes you have to ignore them, especially if, they're not getting the initial memo and then sometimes you just have to like I'm often very honest like I'm I'm like well these are my rates um 
what is your ideas um, and so on. And often if you're a budding photographer, it's hard to pay a model. I get it. Mm. But there are other ways that you can practice. We can talk about it. Things can happen. You can also go and protect your craft more and then we can work together later on. There's like so many solutions. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I think we're getting there, but I want to close out with one question, if you don't mind. Yeah. What advice would you give to people that is currently going through the things that you went through being a closeted queer woman? Mm. Um, yeah, you know, the only really advice that I can give is a couple things. There, there's a couple things um, that I found that really, when I look back at it, is something that I... Mm, so glad I didn't actually take for granted. It's ha have the like right people around you. You need a select few individuals, friends or family, whatever it may be, um, that really are going to support you and just like give that sort of love um, because it is possible that you might not receive it or <laughs> you might not even receive the reaction that you were really anticipating. And that can cause a rift in your senses as well. Mm -hmm. um, I would say, yes, a good close circle that you trust and admire and respect and vice versa is very important. Um, I would say, don't worry about labels either. I think that's one of the most daunting things to say to an individual, whether they're in the closet or figuring things out. Um, just why don't you just look it all up? Just look it all up. Look it all up. We got internet. Look it all up. If you don't got internet, we'll find a way. We'll look it all up. <laughs> but I would say don't don't be so daunted by like the things that you do look up or like the labels or the insistency of other things just don't take it with a, like a grain of salt water off a duck's back as they say mm -hmm. um and then probably the last thing is just also don't rush no rushing there's no such thing as rushing time is a social construct um when you rush, you drop things. When like, like when you rush, you forget things. When you rush, you you make mistakes, um, and all of that only just in turn kind of like hurts you. Um, and you are your most precious thing. Like you know, you you gotta love it. You gotta just like give it a good cuddle here and there. So I think yeah, just like that's the only things that like I look back at that like one. I'm glad I didn't take for granted. And two, I wish I would have maybe like done a little bit more, like listened to my own advice a little bit more because I know that I rushed a little bit, just a little bit. <laughs> mm. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do thank appreciate you. it. Oh, it was wonderful. Um, I look forward to more of what you do. Oh, thank you. I'm very excited for you. This has been an absolute pleasure. Um, everybody is an absolute star and it's phenomenal. So, yeah, I'm super excited. <laughs> thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye.
Again, Athea, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you, listeners, for listening. This is Aaron Deliosa from Immigrants Life. I'll see you guys later.